reading today is from Luke 19, verses 1 to 10, which can be found in the Bibles on um, page number 1053. Luke 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Fantastic. Thank you, Lottie. Um, Ever since Ben was up here a few weeks ago, I've been searching looking high and low, checking eBay, uh, Facebook Marketplace, Amazon, looking for this, a camel, right? I wanted to bring a live camel into church today. But, but, but the only camels I could find, right, you can buy them in herds for like thousands of pounds, which, 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 which uh, I don't think would really do, or, or, or like import them away from other countries. I'm like, mm, not really, the youth budget doesn't quite stretch that far. So instead, I've got the next best thing. I think the next best thing to a camel. Here he is. Um, okay, so when you look at this, when you look here, you think camel. What's this? Fantastic, we're there. This is a camel, he's in a throne as well, perfect. Um, uh, but because, uh, why camels, why camels? Well, if you get your Bibles back open to page 1053 in the church Bibles. Um, well, a few weeks ago, Ben was preaching from Luke 18, and these words how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. I bought a needle as well. I had to do that to it because otherwise I was going to stab myself with it. But there's the eye of a needle, very small, very big. He's not going through the eye of a needle. See, see, so the question like us Luke's gospel readers have been asking is, how can rich people enter the kingdom of God? It looks impossible. And actually, I think this is quite like a pertinent question to the guy writing the, the, the gospel, um, the biography of Jesus, Luke. Because he's a rich man writing to a rich man. Luke's gospel, it starts by, by, by talking about a guy called Theophilus. That's the person Luke's writing to. And he calls him most excellent Theophilus. And that's not like Luke being polite and kind. No, no. That's a title like Sir or Lord. It's used like two other places in the Bible. And both times it's kind of used of Roman governors. So Theophilus, he is whoo, loaded. He, he's a wealthy kind of big man. And Luke, he's a doctor. Doctors, as now back then, would do pretty well too. So he's a rich man writing to a rich man. And they've just been told that camel... Eye of needle. They're thinking, how can a rich person be saved? Luke 19. 
In fact, the very way that Luke kind of orders his book is to put this kind of as the last personal encounter that Jesus has before the cross. And it's Zacchaeus. So, so let's kind of go, go back into the scene. We're there um, in Jericho. Jericho was about 20 kilometers away from Jerusalem and like huge crowds would have gathered around Jesus. He's a kind of big celebrity back then. And as part of that crowd, did you see who was there? Verse 2, Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Well, actually, actually, that word see who Jesus was, it kind of translates a bit better as he was seeking to see Jesus. So we got Zacchaeus seeking Jesus. Did you notice there were three issues? Uh, he's hated, he's short, and he's wealthy. Three issues from seeking Jesus. He's, he's hated. He's at verse two, a chief tax collector. See, tax collectors back then, uh, they, well, they're not nice people. They kind of stole money off their own fellow people and gave it to the Roman oppressors. They used filthy underhand stuff to treat people like scum and take their wealth. They're greedy people. And Zacchaeus, he's not like mid-level or low-level. He's the chief tax collector. Someone described him as like the kingpin of the Jericho tax cartel. What a little phrase, right? He is hated as hated gets. People would know him in that crowd and would not like him. That's quite difficult. But second issue, he's short. Now, okay, every height has its disadvantages, okay? EasyJet planes are not made for anyone over six foot tall. You get this certain knee cramp bruise thing that only comes from those planes. It's horrible. Anyone else agree with me on that? Yeah, thank, thank you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know that. But, but, but one of the uh, challenges of being a bit shorter um, is Jericho crowd visibility. Like, it's a bit harder to see over the crowd. And the crowd, they're not being passive here. Remember, they hate Zacchaeus. So, well, they're sort of like, you can picture the scene, can't you? Oh, Zacchaeus, can you see? You can see. Let me just like, stand here in your way. Now, can you see? You still can. Let me move backwards. A little elbow. Like, they hated him. He's not getting to see Jesus. He's seeking Jesus and getting absolutely nowhere. But there's a kind of deeper thing going on there, I think. Seeking Jesus, getting nowhere. Remember, verse 2 says he was wealthy. Camel. Eye of needle. In fact, the last wealthy person we met in Luke's kind of book... Well, he's in chapter 18, verse, uh, verse 23. He was seeking Jesus too. And it says, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Oh. See, we're meant to compare Zacchaeus and that guy in, in Luke 18. We're meant to kind of look at them both. And also kind of, we're meant to see that, that, that wealth is a barrier to getting to know God in Luke's gospel. It's, it's a rival to God. It's something we depend on, something we think we need. We kind of crave and chase after it, and it comforts us. And so we're looking at Zacchaeus going, seeking Jesus, no chance. No chance. But there's something kind of stirring deep in Zacchaeus. Something's happening kind of under the surface. I mean, like the crowd are pushing him out. He can't see anything. So what does he do? Verse 4, have a little look. 
Verse 4, he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus since he was coming that way. What a ridiculous sight. Like a short older man sprinting through the streets and climbing a fig tree. um, Becca Manley Pippet, in a book called Luke Uncover, she wrote this. She said, many people would make way in the crowd for a powerful person of great wealth. But Zacchaeus had two issues. He was short and was hated. So he did two things that were considered humiliating for a grown man to do. He ran and he climbed a sycamore tree. Hey, she's right, isn't she? Like, like, like trees, tree climbing is a young person's sport. We know that. We know that. Like, like we had an oak tree in our garden, like perfect climber, branches well spaced apart, like big branches too so you can hang on them. And everything went on up in that tree, like the cat prancing from branch to branch, like brother and sister fighting each other, little reading corner. But one thing that was never in that tree was my dad. Like, you would not catch him in the tree. That, that's not where he belongs. Like, like, it's a sad day when, when you suddenly realize, I've climbed the last tree. KO, KO, it's going to come to you. What, what, what a sad day. Like, it, it, it's a young person's sport. And yet Zacchaeus is up there. People would be like laughing at him. <laughs> what a sight. What a sight. Far away from the rest of the crowd. Far away from Jesus. And kind of the day would have moved on. The crowd kind of rolling through the Jericho streets. And they get to Zacchaeus' tree. He's like, oh, I can see Jesus. There he is. Oh, wow, wow. Because verse 5, Jesus stops. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up. You can kind of like picture the crowd's eyes kind of going with Jesus and looking at Zacchaeus. And then the ripples of laughter slowly kind of like rolling out. The, the, the taunts, the mocking, the teasing, the ripping into him. How look at it! It's Zacchaeus! Until Jesus speaks. Then it would be in silence. Because Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Now, that's shocking, right? That's outrageous. Jesus does something that we would not condone here in England. British etiquette. You wait to be invited to someone's house. You don't invite yourself around. Oh, no. You wait for the invitation. You RSVP to said invitation. You text the day before to say, what can I bring to the party? Then you get told nothing, because that's that's what you do. And then you still turn up on the day bringing a a drink and a box of chocolates. That's British etiquette. And Zacchaeus, and Jesus, Jesus invites himself around to Zacchaeus' house. Whoa, outrageous. And the people are shocked too. They're they're shocked by this. Look at verse 7. Verse 7, all the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. They're not shocked by the British dining etiquette, no. Um, They're shocked by the company that Jesus chooses to keep. Because eating with somebody, going to someone's house, staying at their house, that's a sign of fellowship, a sign of love, a sign of acceptance. And Jesus chooses Zacchaeus. Kent Hughes said he was filthy rich in the fullest sense of the word. This guy is like lowest of the low, kind of a a guy that people thought was evil. 
because of what he did to get his greed, to get his wealth. He was hated and despised, filthy, sinful man. And yet Jesus, Jesus picks out Zacchaeus. What? He knows his name? That's shocking. And the crowd are like muttering and grumbling, as we've seen other times in Luke's gospel. And again, their insults, Jesus kind of wears as a badge of honor. Jesus is like, yes, I have gone to be the guest of a sinner. In fact, more than that, look what Jesus says in verse 10. To sum up this whole episode, Jesus says some of the most beautiful words in Luke's gospel. He says, for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. He's come for people like Zacchaeus who are miles away from God. And it's that same seeking word is there in verse 3. So so it's not Zacchaeus seeking Jesus. No, 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 no. It's Jesus seeking Zacchaeus. The whole way through, Jesus has been chasing down Zacchaeus. Oh, he's been there orchestrating things, working through things. In fact... That's the very reason that Jesus went through Jericho in the first place, to, to, to meet Zacchaeus. Did you notice it? Um, um, in verse, uh, verse 5, he says, I must stay at your house today, Zacchaeus. It's not, oh, I want to stay at your house, Zacchaeus. No, it's a must, a divine must. Another one in Luke's gospel, because in that house, there's a lost soul. And Jesus has come to save lost souls. Jesus seeking Zacchaeus. And, like, things could have turned out a whole lot differently, couldn't they? If the crowd had let Zacchaeus in, Jesus walks on by. If, if Jesus doesn't stop at the tree, but just carries on walking by. Things could have turned out very differently. But, but even things that look coincidental to us are planned and orchestrated by the greatest conductor of all of history. Like God's pulling the strings. God's making things happen. Actually, we've heard it tonight, haven't we, with Alfie's story. Not, not the dog, Alfie's story. Um, and with Paul, if you were there over the weekend. We heard seemingly random things happening. And people come to know Jesus. Isn't that really exciting? See, maybe you've been drawn here and you don't quite know how or why. You're like thinking, this is the last place I would normally be. That's God's hand. That's Jesus seeking you. And actually, it's a great reminder for us as a church family to be on the lookout. To be on the lookout for for, for random meetings on the street. And to kind of say something. Or, or, Or like KO, like you get a text from someone you haven't seen for ages at KO answer back, invite them along, because we don't know what God's doing for us. Jesus seeking Zacchaeus. And, well, when Jesus seeks you, he saves you. You may have noticed some weird posters up around the church. That's one of my dogs, Callie. Isn't she lovely? Aww. Oh, oh, each one more lovely than the others. Um, but, but what a lovely dog. But, but Callie, she had a habit. She had a habit of getting lost. So we go on walks with two dogs, Blake and Callie, and come back with just one. Because Callie was off lead again, bounding through the undergrowth. And like from her point of view, being lost was the greatest thing ever. She's like jumping, chasing squirrels, like ah, having the best time ever. Back at our house, 
panic stations, quick, phone the police, get them on there. And she's like, wee, wee, wee. And we're like, quick, quick, like knock on everyone on the street, go and find Callie, wee, wee, you know, different experiences. But, but I, I like to think that when 6 p.m. hit, kind of Callie would stop because 6 p.m. was dinner time in the Dimitrio house. That's when you had your food. The, the dogs had their food then. Everyone, so I can imagine her kind of in that moment realizing, I'm not home, and kind of pining, oh, oh, I hope. Um, and I think, I think that that's actually a really good picture of lostness in the Bible. See, the Bible kind of talks about every single one of us being lost if we're away from God. And yet, from our point of view, we're like, Kelly, we don't realize it. We're having the best time ever thinking, wow, life's amazing. There's so much stuff to do. We kind of entertain ourselves, not with squirrels, but with like Amazon parcels and other stuff like, wee. And yet, every now and then there's a moment, isn't there, when we kind of stop and go, wait, what? When we feel like, I can't do this on my own. I need need help. We start asking ourselves, is there something more going on? Is there really a God out there? I think that's what happened to Zacchaeus. Because, like, you think about it, Zacchaeus was never going to find Jesus on his own. Remember? Camel, eye of needle. It's impossible for him to find Jesus on his own. Oh, sorry, Camel. Let's just put you back up. Good. He's safe. Um, he was never going to get down from that tree, never going to seek Jesus, never going to meet Jesus on his own, never going to save himself. There's no chance. Jesus found him. And did you see what Jesus said to him? In verse 9, such beautiful words. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. See, when Jesus seeks you, he saves you. Stunning, amazing. Zacchaeus does literally nothing. He's up a tree. He's up a tree far from God, far from other people. And yet Jesus seeks him out. A guy who is a complete mess up. A guy who's so greedy. Uh, And Jesus chooses him. Jesus comes for him. Jesus calls him by his name and says, come down. I want to stay in your house. Salvation wants to stay in your house. Salvation wants to meet you. And he changes Zacchaeus' life, gives him a brand new family. Jesus saves Zacchaeus. And if you're a Christian here tonight, verse 9 is kind of your verse too. that's, That's what Jesus says to us and has said to us. And so when we sing Amazing Grace in a few moments, like belt that out. That is your story. Like, like rejoice in that story. It's all grace, all Jesus seeking you. What a reason to celebrate. When Jesus seeks you, he saves you. And how, how does the Son of Man save the lost? Well, have a look in the Bible in, in, on that page. Can you see anywhere else that says the word Son of Man? Have a little look. It's there uh, in Luke 18, verse 32. This is how Jesus saves the lost. The Son of Man will be handed over to the Gentiles. They will mock him, insult him, spit on him. They will flog him and kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. Jesus had to die. To, to, to seek and save the lost, Jesus had to die. Like Zacchaeus came down that tree, 
in Jericho. A few days later, Jesus would go up his own tree to die on a cross. It's almost like this great switch had happened. For Zacchaeus to come down, Jesus had to go up to, to die. It, it cost him everything. It was a one-way mission to the cross, one-way mission to death. And Jesus went through that for us because he loves us. Because he wants us in his family. That is what it costs the Son of Man to seek and save the lost. And if you haven't been found by Jesus yet, like know that God loves you so much that he would leave his throne in heaven to come and get you. That's something special. And I just want to pause on that for a second because um, this would be the last chance for Zacchaeus. Jesus would never walk through Jericho again. In fact, in fact, a few days after this, Jesus was going to die on a cross. That was literally it for Zacchaeus. And this kind of might be the last time Jesus walks through your life again. So maybe something stirring deep inside and you've been putting it off for a while. Like, don't put it off. Don't, don't, don't let it up. Like, come chat to us. Come get to know this Jesus who loves you so, so much. When Jesus seeks you, he saves you. And when he saves you, he changes you. Um, hands up, BH, if you like spicy food. Oh, yes. Fantastic. I love it. I've started having a jalapeno sandwich for lunch. Like, that, it, it genuinely incredible. Like, a cheese in there sometimes, but jalapenos maybe, mainly. I love it so, oh, cause chili, you wanna feel the burn. There's no point having it if you're not sweating and, and, your, and your throat's burning. Otherwise, like, what's the point? You know, chili, chili, like, you want to feel the heat. And, and see, like, you want your chili to make a difference to the food you're eating. Am I right? Thank, yes, I, thank you. One person's with me in the church. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Bit of, bit of give and take tonight. Um, oh, but it, it, that's a bit like faith, actually. See, see, faith makes a difference. A faith that saves, you should taste it and see it. Spicy faith. And didn't Zacchaeus have some seriously spicy faith? I mean, have a little look at him. Oh, fast forward. There's the chilies. There we go. Um, verse 8. Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. That's some serious spice there. Because the law said you pay back what you owe plus one-fifth. Zacchaeus gives back four times the amount. He's giving everything away. He's like going, Wait, here it is, take it. What a difference from the ruler in Luke 18. The guy who Jesus said, uh, give everything away. And he said, no, and left really sad. You get the sense that Zacchaeus here, he's not downbeat. He's not disheartened. He is delighted. He, 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 he's not like struggling with this. He's not um, like begrudging. He is overjoyed to give. He is so excited. He's like loving being generous because his heart has been gripped by Jesus. I mean, look what he calls Jesus. He calls him Lord. Jesus rules his life, not money. Money's lost, lost its place in his heart. He's a changed man. He doesn't care about money anymore. He's got Jesus. He's got Jesus. So he's thrilled to give. From greedy to generosity, wow. 
when Jesus saves you, he changes you. And I wonder, like, where's that chilly spice of faith showing itself in your life? How spicy is your life? (laughs) Sounds a bit dodgy. Uh, Anyway, um, because it, it should infiltrate every area of our living as Christians. Jesus' love for us should change us. Every part of our life. Um, even kind of our, our, our wallet. Like uh, Kevin DeYoung said, Luke chooses his material and arranges it in such a way that the way you handle your money has everything to do with following Jesus. Like, Jesus affects every area of our life. Look at Zach. But I don't want to stand here and tell you to, to check your finances and, and increase your giving. I don't want to stand here and tell you to get on more church where it was. I don't want to stand here and tell you to pray more or kind of, or kind of like stop swearing at work. No, I want to stand here and tell you about the love of Jesus because that's what changes Zacchaeus. That's what spices his life up. Looking and seeing how much Jesus loves him changes him. So once more, we have a God who loves us so much that he would leave heaven to come to earth. We have a God who loves us so much, would leave heaven, come to earth, and die a brutal murder on a cross to bring us to know him. Giving up his blood, his body, his everything for us. That's how much he loves us. So BH, let Jesus seek you. Let Jesus save you and let him change you. What a savior. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the wonderful Lord Jesus who would give up everything for us. Lord, what an amazing Savior we have. Thank you that he comes seeking and he comes saving and he comes changing us. Would you change our hearts with that beautiful love of Christ? Amen.